Hello, Nextplorers. So glad you're here. It's episode 11. That's crazy. Of the Nextplorers podcast. So awesome. It's been so fun. And uh, today's going to be great. My name's Jordan. I'm your host. And uh, we're going to be talking to a special guy today. His name is Will Clear. And he is the Chi Alpha director at UC Davis. And he's been there for a while. He was a student there. You're going to hear a little bit about that in this episode. But we talk about discipleship. We talk about is college a place where you basically go and lose your faith. And we talk a little bit about the spiritual temperature at UC Davis and kind of the overall perspective on how important college ministry is based upon the fact of who these people go to become. Uh, I know you're going to be encouraged. He's going to tell you a little bit about how we got there and what they're doing now and how they're doing it and how important it is and uh, how discipleship is one person at a time and makes a huge difference. So I'm so glad you're here. I know you're going to enjoy this time with Will. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 11. All right, I am here with my friend Will Clear, and he is, I'm going to go with director of Chi Alpha at UC Davis, but I'm going to let you fill in the gaps there. But Will, so good to have you on the Next Floors podcast. Yeah, thanks, Jordan. It's good to be here. Now, just so everybody knows, just confession here, we have already spoken once before, (laughs) and we had this great, I was uh, at UC Davis, maybe a I don't know, a few months ago, and yeah. uh, you, we had this awesome outdoor service, and um, but we recorded the podcast that day, and you were saying because you were looking at the way we were recording, you're like, "Hey, man, are you sure this is gonna work?" And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, dude, come on, man, I'm the I'm the professional here. Like, of course it's gonna work, right?" And sure enough, when I got home, my audio was all messed up, but I just oh, couldn't, man. I couldn't surrender. We had such a good conversation, so. Um, I'm really glad that you agreed to come back on and, and hey, take two. Let's do it. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. That's good so, to hang out with you too. So, you know, the, one of the big reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast, Will, is because I, I've been around you and, um, and I've seen you bring people from your ministry, um, to some of the places I was, and they're always just stellar people. Um, I forget the young man's name that used to bring to, um, those sectional meetings. What was his name? Oh, that's Preston. Preston. Yeah, that's a- right. Mm-hmm. Preston, if you're listening, you're a boss, dude. And so, oh, he is, for um, sure. you know, I think we're living in a world, you know, where people kind of make up their mind about young adults and college students, and this is who they are, and this is who they aren't. And it's mm-hmm. hard to, you know, if you don't have a college student of your own, um, like if you're a parent or you're not a college student yourself, I mean, finding out what's going on in a college student's life might be difficult. And then I think especially the question of what's going on in the believers, the believing community of college students. Like, is there, is there a thing? Is that, is that, are they, (laughs) they exist? Do they exist? (laughs) And so perhaps people have heard of Chi Alpha, which is the ministry you're a part of, and perhaps they haven't. I think before we get to that, I want you to talk about that, but can you just give us a little intro to you, your wife, your family and who you guys are and where you're at? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I have a wife of going on 16 years, Jennifer, and wow. she uh, is amazing. She works alongside me. Actually, uh, I work alongside her, as I feel. Uh-huh. We have a fun story as far as how we came together, both through serving in Chi Alpha as missionaries. That's how we met. Mm. I actually knew her before I started serving. Which I was Anyway, I was still a student. That <laughs> okay. sounds controversial, yeah. but it wasn't. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, 
just a few years behind her, uh-huh. but I caught up to her. Okay. Uh, and then we have three children. Yeah, Joy, Mercy, and Liam. And uh, they have my oldest, Joy. She's in high school, 14. It's wow. been four years. She'll be a college student, which is crazy to think about. Oh, and then uh, Mercy's 12 and Liam is 10. And they are a blast. I love it. I, we just had so much fun together. That's so great. So what year did you go? Because you were a student at UC Davis. What what year brought you to UC Davis? Oh, wow. That was in the last millennium. Okay. Yeah. Sorry <laughs> I, to ask you this. Yeah, it's all right. I actually uh, came to UC Davis as a freshman in 1998. Wow. Uh, yeah. Grew up in the, the Bay Area in the East Bay and Concord. Cool. I was involved with a fabulous church out there and thriving youth ministry and came to UC Davis uh, ready to, I, I didn't even know campus ministry existed Right. and ready to jump in. Right. So down, you're, that's so awesome. Yeah. And so when, when you, when you went to UC Davis, was it, Hey, I'm a Christian. And so I need to get a part of a Christian community. Was it something that happened on campus? Like how'd you find Chi Alpha? Yeah. By the way, do you hear a beeping? Okay. We're good. It stopped <laughs> downstairs. My oh, daughter's cooking right. some toast and I think the smoke detector went off. <laughs> it's all good. I'm like, no, uh, we made, we both had to make a big announcement to our families that we were recording and to, yeah. right, right. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. Life into the pandemic. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I, I just, I just really had a thriving experience in, in youth ministry and figured, you know, we campus life, there's gotta be something wasn't sure, but the first night I was there uh, on campus as a freshman, I got this welcome packet. It was paper, believe it or not, back in the day. Well, yeah, I'm not <laughs> and, uh, familiar. We're not familiar yeah, with what that yeah. is. It was, yeah, papyrus there, all no, listing all the different events <laughs> yeah. that the campus uh, clubs were doing. Uh, just to give you perspective, now at UC Davis with you know, 40,000 students, there's over, over 700 clubs and organizations. Wow. Um, and uh, so that back then is a lot less. But there's still a list of several campus ministries. And I got so excited because I actually had a heart for ministry, even going to college. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of my friends went to Bible college and I'm all for that. I just had a tug on my heart, not knowing why to go to the secular university. Mm -hmm. And obviously God had a plan Uh, because day one, after uh, visiting a few of the different groups, I found Chi Alpha and just a pause on that for a minute. Chi Alpha is kind of a, it's a confusing name. (laughs) It's it's Greek. It sounds like a fraternity or sorority, uh-huh. and uh, but it, it was purposely named that back in, gosh, I think it was like 1953. Uh, but Chi Alpha stands for Christ Ambassadors, taken from 2 Corinthians 5.20. Uh, just, I'll read you the verse. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. That's cool. And yes, so that's, that's the mission of Chi Alpha on the college campus is to be his ambassadors and to implore these students uh, to be reconciled to God. And anyway, so that first night I found a community in Chi Alpha and yeah. And fast forward, you know, I I graduated and I I decided to give a year uh, and pray about a lifetime. (laughs) And uh, that, that year after I graduated uh, was just amazing just serving alongside. Now my wife, Jennifer, she was on the staff team there. She actually, had taken the reins to start directing the ministry cool. that year. She got passed on to her. So I was with a team of people. And uh, and it was during that year that I just felt the stirring of my heart for Jennifer, of course, but also uh, <laughs> with my call to campus missions. Yeah, that's and cool. now that's been 
uh, yeah, it's been amazing. We've that was 2002 and been serving since. And uh, we've since we we go by Davis Christian Fellowship, a Chi Alpha ministry. Just DCF. DCF. Yeah. And so Chi Alpha is still in like the full name, but our so our street name is you know DCF and, and yeah. Sweet. So now, I, you know, I heard of Chi Alpha when I was younger. Not sure really what they did. And uh-huh. let me just represent everybody who still doesn't really know what Chi Alpha does. So, you know, you wake up in the morning on a Monday, you're Chi Alpha director. You have a staff, I think, of what, four people? Yep, that's right. And mm-hmm. they fundraise to be on your staff or? Yep. Yep. And so what do you and your team do at UC Davis as Chi Alpha? Yeah. I'm yeah, sure so it's just one simple thing. <laughs> yeah. <I'm sure>. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. No, and in, in, in a pandemic too, like everything right. that's happened these past several months. Um, but yes, yeah, so we all are U.S. missionaries. That's that's kind of how we are able to be there with churches and individuals that support cool. our work. Uh, but the the base, every, the bread and butter, everything about Chi Alpha is discipleship hmm. and uh, raising up disciples, making disciples. So we spend a lot of our time as a staff pouring into our student leaders. Uh, this year we have I'm going to get the number right 26 student leaders, wow. and so as a staff we divide that up, uh, men with men, women with women, and and we're we're pouring our lives into them, uh, meeting up with them, walking through the highs and lows of college life, and and uh, and in turn those leaders they're all leading small group Bible studies, and our hope is that they're doing the same for those in their small group as a as a peer mentor. Yeah, uh, and so that's that's a big part of what we do uh we do worship services uh, like you, you came and and uh spoke yeah. uh yeah, there on our cool. outdoor service uh yeah so we yeah it's every week we we have it's it's interesting right now we do our outdoor service and our zoom service because some students are not in town right the university reports probably about half of that forty thousand uh are still in davis but they're not on campus right now so Crazy. they're just taking classes from their homes uh, but yeah, so but we're trying to serve students best we can in this time. And, uh, but it's a powerful time of worship coming together. And especially even now, just the, the fact that we have these properties, which I'd love to share about, uh, yeah. that enable us to be able to still gather, uh, safely outside and towards weather permitting now in the winter, right. uh, but it's working and students are coming to Christ and they're getting, they're getting plugged in a community. That's so great. You know, um, for those yeah. um, who haven't been there, I mean, I want you to talk a little bit about your facility. You just said you were, but when I was there a couple months ago, I mean, this this DCF building, and there's there's two buildings really, two two houses. It is like right smack dab in like probably the coolest spot you could be in on campus. Um, you know, we were when when we were uh, there, my wife and I, and I was speaking. I mean, this place has this awesome front yard and everybody's kind of spread out and there's these heaters and then you just have people walking by the whole night, right? And then a couple of those guys, as I was speaking, they just stopped and listened stopped, they and came, came in. back yeah. and you were sharing with them. Tell us a little bit about your property and like, and what I'm sure is miracle story after miracle story, but if you can share a little bit about it. Yeah. I remember that night too. That was an international student that uh, ended up getting connected with us. So that uh, was just incredible. Yeah, it, it's a it's a big story. Um, I don't know how much detail you want, Jordan, but the, but the the I'll just give you the overall purpose of the, the facilities. Normally, you know, we have the one we have the community center, 
where students, uh, not in a pandemic, would could come and it's a home away from home. Right. Uh, they study there. They we have a kitchen. They would you know make lunches and uh, we'd have our, our Bible studies there. Uh, the university only allows us to use um, one one r- room rental a week as a student club. That's how we would do our worship services. I don't know when that's coming back. I don't think probably maybe 2022. I, I don't know. Yeah. So the conversations I'm having with administration, they're saying instruction should begin in the fall, but I don't know about you know clubs and programs for in-person uh, yet. But we're, our hope, we have hope. So we're grateful for these buildings so we can still do events. Uh, but yeah, and we have a prayer room there. We usually have a resident in that as well. And then, uh, and then we expanded, gosh, going on five years ago now, and the, our direct next door neighbor, after watching us for, I think it was 17 years up to that point, uh, he just believed in what we were doing, and he decided to work with us on, on purchasing his property. Because mm. that, that pro- those properties are like, it's like beachfront property, you know, it's right by the campus. Yeah. Um, they actually call that part of downtown the campus the gateway. And we're like the two closest houses to the campus in the center there, the gateway. So awesome. Um, yeah. And so he, uh, yeah, he, we, we, we did it. We, uh, we got our, we got the second property and started a residential discipleship community with, with eight residents. Mm. And, and then we merged the property space. And now not, we had no idea that in 2020, it'd be the only place we could gather for worship and that right. outreach space. So, um, so how long has DCF been a part of those properties since you've been there? So my, yeah, actually the spring of my freshman year, uh, it's a pretty cool story. The, the previous campus ministry director, obviously the one who hired Jennifer, my wife, um, he, uh, he had vision for a community center. He was a part of a Chi Alpha group in Washington state that had, uh, you know, Chi Alpha house and, uh, this is a miraculous story of, of God's goodness and provision. There was a couple that wanted to help him move closer to campus. He was far away, but, they, but, and they were willing to make a generous, generous uh, gift toward a down payment on a home. And he said, you know, I have something, even a bigger vision than just for myself. And he casted the vision for the ministry center. And, uh, and so they got behind it and uh, loaned him like their life savings. Yeah, to be able wow. to to purchase this shack built in 1906 that looked like oh. the big bad wolf could blow down. Crazy! And uh, I got to watch my whole uh, college experience just the miraculous provision of, of God and and the generosity of people uh, as that, that whole shack was transformed into a beautiful community center, That's and cool. then fully paid off too by the time I graduated. Wow! Uh, and uh, a fun story. I can I tell you a quick, quick story yeah, yeah. on the, on the properties. Uh, so back in the 1980s, there was a woman, a women's prayer group in Woodland here in Yolo County that felt a prophetic word, uh, that God would use this women's group to launch a campus ministry at UC Davis that would touch California, the nation and the world cool. and a powerful word. And they had no idea, you know, they were a group of elderly women, and uh, they, they just believed God and prayed into it. Fast forward a couple years, in 91, uh, there was this couple, Mike and Patty Effort, 30 years ago, that were part of that, a Kyle group in Washington, the same one that Henry was. Okay. And uh, they had a vision to start a campus ministry in, in California, in Davis. 
and they came to that church and the women's ministry group uh, heard about it. Uh, the pastor at the time said, hey, we really can't support anything right now financially or, uh, but, you know, yeah, we'd be praying for you. And this women's group was like, no, this is, this could be the answer to part of the prophetic word. And, and they did this really cool thing that they'd never done before. They had the missionary share at the church and the, and not even telling what the budget was, the church, um, they, they just took an offering and said, Hey, you guys want to make a monthly commitment to them. And to the penny, what the couple needed, they got, they needed to launch. That's Chi Alpha. Awesome. That's and awesome. then the fast forward, how it connects to the properties, uh, right when that first property was being, being paid off, uh, the same group of women were like he, Henry, the previous director, Mike and Patty and Henry started the ministry. Mike and Patty left Henry, uh, casted vision to all these churches and people like to raise funds for this house. And the, this women's group had a goal of raising a thousand dollars to give toward the property. Wow. And, uh, and it was like the last day that, that Henry was like committed to paying off the property. He was transitioning and panning over the ministry to Jennifer and literally moving. And he could, it was like, it was like 800 something that he had left to raise. And he could probably like put it on a credit card or something, yeah. but he was believing God for it. And one of those women came that afternoon to the church where he was just exhausted, called everybody he could think of. And they, she came in like with like one of those old velvet offering bas bags, you know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, absolutely. And she's like, we've been collecting money for months. I, we were trying to get to the $1,000 and we just couldn't do it. But but look, here, here's what we got. And it was like a bunch of checks and cash and coin. And it was to the penny of what was needed to pay that's off the property. Like unreal. it was so miraculous. <laughs> that's so cool. So anyway, hearing all those stories and seeing God do that, like gave, gave us courage to step out for that second property. Yeah. And we've been working on that for the last five years of seeing God provide and for the remodel and the expansion of the outreach space. So yeah. Well, at the end of this, we'll, yeah. put, we'll make sure we put in the notes ways to stay connected and ways that we can, people can financially support that. Awesome. And, Thank you. Know, you. And so, you know, let's, let's get to it because now, okay, well, you have a facility um, yeah. and yeah, you're about making disciples, um, but you're at UC Davis, you know, this isn't, a, <laughs> this isn't a Christian yeah. establishment. This is a secular university with a lot of amazing and brilliant people that come in through this, um, this campus. So I guess the first question, which, you know, kind of stems into the others is what, from your, you have a unique perspective. You have a lot of years. You were a student. Now you're a, a director of this ministry. You have a team of college age students, um, both student leaders, and then some of your staff have graduated. So, in your opinion, what would you say the spiritual temperature is like at a place like UC Davis? And I use that word spiritual on purpose. Mm -hmm. I know that there's spirituality outside of the Christian faith. So, what is the spiritual temperature like? What is the the overall atmosphere of spirituality at UC Davis from your perspective? Yeah. Uh, Davis is, it's, it's a special place, right? I mean, there's, it's the yeah. gosh, uh, top fifth public university in the nation. Wow. It's, it, there's a lot of prestige. These students have worked hard to get there. They're bright. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, many do come with a faith background and they're owning that for the first time. And fortunately we get to see a lot of that and, help people cross that bridge of really taking ownership of their faith. But so many don't, <laughs> right? Just like the world we live in. Right. And there's a lot of opposition even to, uh, you know, Christianity. And 
there is some walls that we have to to kind of you know knock down to to be able to reach people's hearts and connect with them. Um, but I, I I've had a real positive experience in my days though with the university, and I've seen just God's favor on this place, mm. and I even see like there's great campus ministries besides DCF Chi Alpha that that we come alongside and we partner together. So there's a little spirit of unity with the Christian community. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there, there's been, there's been a, uh, there's been highs and lows too. There's some moments there. Like I remember even as a student where uh, there was some hostility, there was like uh, there's some, co- there was always controversy and stuff going on in the college campus. Right. Okay. Uh, but like overall though, I, I'd see there's an openness. I mean, the students are hungry for community. That's, and and even now more than ever, right? There's they're feeling a sense of belonging, and that's what our Christian faith does best. Is right. I mean that the Father, Spirit, Son has invited us into their relationship through what Jesus has done for us. Yeah, and that that we could be a reflection of that as a community, invite people into the Father's love, and they can experience the freedom that comes to Christ. That's um, yeah, just so, there's so many lives that have been transformed, um, but but you have to you have to build bridges and and we, you know, I I don't I'm not out there like trying to like win arguments, you know, that's just not not my gifting for one, but uh, I, but I but I try to do my best to just love people where they're at, sure, and sure. let and let Holy Spirit do the work and speak truth, yeah, and. Um, I mean, Preston's a great story, you know, that what the Lord did in his life, uh, coming out to one of our welcome events where we on the properties, we're doing barbecues and things just to meet students and yeah. bring them in. And we're excited to be able to do that again soon, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, but Preston came with his twin brother and they just really enjoyed their time and got and were invited they, to work. Were they believers at this point? Oh, no, no. They were complete atheists. Like, okay. They, uh, they, yeah. Preston said he had a, he had a Bible uh, growing up, never read it, but he just just yeah didn't believe in God. Right. And but yeah, but he came out because of a friend invited him, and he felt connection. Came to the Bible study that that very first week of his freshman year, mm. and kept coming for for six months. And he came to he went to our worship services, came to our retreat. Uh, you know he he came out to a prayer meeting. And he says that's the moment where he sensed the presence of God for the first time for his own life. So great. And he said yes to Jesus. Yeah. And he and then his twin brother said yes to the Lord. And I didn't know uh, he had a twin. I I you yeah. didn't I didn't yeah. I think you said that last time. Identical twin. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's yep. awesome. And uh they and their girlfriends came to the Lord, their best friend. It was just this revival that broke out. And you know the way it works in campus ministry, we we throw them in the leadership right away. Like like they that next year, his sophomore year, he was leading a Bible study, and there was like I believe at one point it was like twenty five guys in a dorm uh, meeting together. That's the best. And you know the and Preston actually uh, during his time with us felt a call to ministry, and he was a tremendous student as a biomedical engineer which is a mouthful and, and, and complicated <laughs> degree. But uh, he, he's actually uh, put that on, put that to the side um, and wow. not using it directly and pursuing ministry. Wow. So he served That's... with us for two years as a missionary. And now he's in seminary over in Fuller. So uh, great. 
Yeah. Love that. And, uh, and this spring, Lord willing, maybe summer, they're still finding their, dad, their, their date. But Jennifer and I will be uh, officiating uh, his, he and his fiance's wedding. All right. Well, so. Preston, this is for you, bro. Congratulations. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, th- that's great. You know, I, I remember we were there that night and I was preaching or I, I, maybe, maybe you're, um, forget the young man who led worship that night. His name? Probably Peter. Peter. Yeah. yeah. He did a great job. But I think as he was doing that, someone walked by and they're like, yeah, the Christians, you know, and it just fit like the perfect, yeah. that's what happens at college thing to like Christian people. Yeah. Would, would you say that DCF, you know, has a good name on campus amongst people or do you think it's, you know, like, what's it like for you guys? Well, we, I know we, we did, I hope we still do it. We're like <laughs> the only campus ministry meeting in person. And uh, I know some people might frown on that, but we feel yeah, sure. we're doing it safely and students yeah. are wearing masks and uh, we take temp checks and do all that. But, but yeah, no, I, I think with the longevity, we've mm-hmm. been able to build trust and relationship. Yeah. Um, I'm, I have a monthly meeting with the administration that, uh, all the campus clergy as well as, I mean, they're not official, you know, connected to the campus, but that are serving the campus. Right. And this, I think this is, is unique to UC Davis as well, that there is, um, there is a respect for what we do to serve students. And so they bring us into these monthly conversations. Yeah, totally. I wouldn't um, have guessed that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I tell people, you know, uh, Davis, it, the definition of the name is son of David. I mean, the city itself, well, come on, it's a name for Jesus. So, I love that. That's <laughs> cool. I'm, I'm probably, you know, I'm a, I'm a uh, half full glass guy, you know? So. No, 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 that's <laughs> not true. Well, you're like three quarters of the, the glass full. If, if, if yeah. I ever run into you and you're, and there, you don't look happy, I'm going to be so concerned of what's, whatever's going on. Because you okay. are like a, a very joyful person, and always brings me joy to be around oh, you. I appreciate your, that. Your, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a human. I have my low days too, but but uh, but yeah, it's 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 really cool though. I believe it's a special place. The motto is "Let there be light." That is the motto on every diploma. So, so Davis great. is a special place, and yeah, all the things you hear too are the crazy things. Sure. I think one gosh, one year, the university had. I think it's still there. The morning after pill and vending machines on campus. I was like, man, ah, this killed my, killed me, man. Yeah. Breaks my heart. Um, but okay. so there's, there is an agenda on the campus uh, as we see now in our greater culture right. <laughs> too. Uh, right. And I feel like things that I'm seeing in our culture, I was seeing like maybe 15 years ago on campus. Um, sure. So well, that's kind is. of the, that's kind of the yeah. importance of, college ministry and making an impact in these young people's lives is because in 10 to 15 years, they are going to be the main influencers in culture. Not that they don't have a place in their twenties, but I mean, these people will go from Davis yeah. into their thirties, into their forties and be the people who are making decision over a lot of economical decisions, cultural decisions. I mean, political decisions, it's, it's, it's them. And uh, I just think it's important to at least say that, you know, that we can abandon these places, you know, e- even, and I don't know how you feel about this, but everybody and their dad seems to be getting out of California, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. oh boy, you know, but there's something, there's a work to be done here. You know, there's, yeah. a, there's a work to be done. Um, you brought up something, a couple things that I want to talk about. One of them is discipleship, but I'll wait on that. But what was it like for you and Jennifer navigating this last year, um, let's mm. let's let's pause on pandemic because obviously that's just 
annoying and the worst, <laughs> you know, as far as not being able to meet and all that stuff. But yeah, there was a lot of cultural issues, mm. not that they're done mm. in 2021 or that that conversation is closed, but with racism and politics, you know, and I think, and I'm wondering if you found this in your group that although there's a group of believers, you know, a lot of those groups of believers were kind of split in the way that they saw some of those things. I don't know if there's a way you can share about like what, what happened in the DCF team and culture and how did you guys walk through that? What was it like even on campus? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a great, great question to ask it. Uh, first thing I just say is humbling it was a humbling time. Just, yeah. uh, you know, you, it's, yeah, we, 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 uh, we've, I haven't always hit it out the park, like the way we've, we've served, you know, our, our black community um, and that, like not maybe talking about things as clearly and openly. Uh, and so we definitely saw a place of growth uh, mm. with, you know, everything that happened with George Floyd. That was right around the end of the term last year. And so it's like finals week and, um, yeah, and just our last worship service of the academic year before we do our summer worship services and, um, you know, mission trips, stuff we do in the summer, but, uh, yeah. And so we just, we just found the value of listening, just to listen we sat with our students of color and, uh, and just heard their hearts, heard the places where we actually had hurt hurt them by not talking about certain things it, mm. it just became a, a it was the whole thing everything happening in our culture became an opportunity to talk like the things yeah. that maybe that that never felt free to talk about um and and like even like i mean something is uh, something i never would have thought about um we take we do spring i mentioned we do summer mission trip we do spring break missions trips we're trying to figure that out too right now but it looks like we'll still be able to work with city impact there in San Francisco and the yeah. Tenderloin. And uh, one of our black students was saying that that it was tough, like being in that environment and seeing a lot of the homeless were, were black and, and that the process that, and that was just, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, no. Like with the, and so th this has been an eye opening time for us um, that how we can love better and really um, yeah, just be who we want to be to serve students. Yeah. And it's, it, the college season is a time of healing too. I find um, we do a lot of, you know, just counseling as best we can. We're not, yeah. not a trained counselor, but uh, even just working through areas of hurt and in, in their lives or, or, you know, wounding as a kid that comes up in our discipleship. Uh, and so this, this is just like another area, like I want to, I want to be better at helping serve students and, and see the Lord's healing come and that we can be a healing agent for our culture. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been, um, just processing a lot as, as there's been a lot going on in our nation and, and there's, there's a lot going on in our world, you know, just cause our nation kind of has, you know, like some flares, I'll say, you know, there's been fires burning in other countries. And, and I've just been asking the Lord, you know, where do we go? You know, what do we do from here? Mm -hmm. And you hit on it. Um, what I felt like the Lord has been speaking to me recently is just, no, just do, do what I ask you to do. I, I make, I ask you to make disciples. And, you know, I think this, I, I want you to share on this. And we didn't talk about this last time mm -hmm. because I mean, I, I, I have feel, I felt like this has just come to such a 
center point in my life and into my thoughts and my prayer recently because, mm-hmm. um, you know, there, there's a lot of people we're rallying for things like we, we, we want to keep our churches open and, you know, all the things. But at the same time, you know, I, I wonder if there needs to be a refocus in 2021 and beyond of making disciples, like putting yourself in a situation where Preston, the Preston story happens, you know, and um, I, I, so I've just been real focused in on that word discipleship. So as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, so can you speak to, I know I didn't prepare you for this question, but when you say that, when you say we're all about discipleship, mm-hmm. what do, what does will mean? And what does that mean for DCF? And then how can we glean from that just as people? Because I, I've really just been thinking about that. And I, and I think it takes a disciple to make a disciple, right? Like it takes yeah. a disciple to make a disciple. This, that's not, that's just logic. So yeah. um, can you share and expand a little bit? And uh, because I think discipleship is so important and you guys are just doing it. And you said, this is, this is the main thing. So what do you mm-hmm. mean by that? And how do you flesh that out at DCF? Yeah. Well, we are doing our best to follow Jesus's example with, with the disciples. The fact that he spent three and a half years camping with the, the 12 yeah. there. And, I was just and, telling somebody, you just <laughs> took that out of my mouth. That's beautiful. <laughs> so he, and you know, we have a, a typical college season is about, you know, four years, right? Yeah. So we do our best to just live life with these students to invite them in you know, to our, personally to our home and, and to share, you know, my, my ups and downs, my, highs and lows and, and how I, I turn to Jesus and, um, and, and take them to the word and pray with them. We, we're just, we're opening up our lives to these students the way we saw Jesus did that with his disciples. Yeah. And, and really that we feel like that's, that's the master's plan of evangelism. Yeah. The title of the book as well by Robert E. Coleman. If you want to look that up, nice. it's kind of a small little read, but it just kind of unpacks the theme of discipleship as evangelism uh, and, uh, and I'm, I'm all for the big events and, you know, the things to reach the crowds and, and those are oft, often catalytic moments. And we, we do them too. We do the burger events, we do our worship services. Uh, but that, like I said, at the start of the conversation, uh, and this has been a reminder too, just of the value of what we aim for, uh, in, in making disciples is, is orchestrating our calendar around setting up one-on-one meetings with students and yeah uh, sometimes they're an hour sometimes they're longer (laughs) you know but we're we're just again making intentional space in our lives to pour out uh, and and then encouraging them to do the same yeah it's so good and i I, I want you to be honest i want you to tell us what's not cool about that you know because (laughs) and, and here's what i mean it's I, I, I would say sometimes it's easier to put on a big event. You know, mm-hmm. it's easier to make a cool event. You guys are so creative. I think uh, the last time uh, you, you had the mug event going on, you know, uh, what is it? Something in a mug? Yeah. Some, good job, man. Yeah. We, yes. we did it virtually this year, but we've done it for the last, uh, gosh, since I was my first event I went to in 98. So every year we've done, like, it, it, it's different. It's, yeah, it's yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. I know it's, it's not what yeah. it's, it was usually, in, yeah. but I'm believing that that'll be back. Yeah. But you know, there's events, there's, there's even, there's the, Hey, we could just, um, set up shop. We'll, we'll spend our next 
round of money and we'll set up a studio in our cool DCF facility and we'll just broadcast this thing. But that isn't necessarily what you just described. And I think maybe you could talk about um, the, the ultimate reward of discipleship and then why that's not maybe so easy all the time. Like you said something and, and, and of course it's just you and me, right? We're like, yeah, totally. But you're like, we just set up meetings with people and we, and sometimes we <laughs> go for a long time. Like I'm, I'm guessing that that's not always cool and like not always the best. Am I wrong? Yeah. Oh yeah. Sometimes it's boring. It's sure. just like talking about like, you know, where we have to be intentional with that space. Um, and, uh, but sometimes it's, yeah, it, it, it takes an energy for me to, to, okay, I got I, I want to share my life with them and, and share yeah. what I'm struggling with or, what the Lord's showing me. Right. Uh, so I got to think, come prepared for that. Um, but it's also messy. That's, that's the bottom line. It's like yeah. people are messy and yeah. you're getting into their mess with them. Yeah. And well, times they are not doing well They're or they've totally messed up and are not being who they are in Christ, right. you know, and they're making poor choices and it breaks your heart because you are investing your heart into their lives. Yeah. Um, I literally, before this call, I had to fix the sink at uh, the discipleship house there. There was, they had in the, the pea trap was full of rice that expanded and the sink was clogged. And was, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm taking it apart there, but our intern is there. She's serving with us this year. And I'm just like, Hey, this is, this is the way discipleship is. It's, it's messy. And she has a, a student in her small group that just keeps on going out and binge drinking. And she's, and she, but she keeps coming to Bible study, but she's wrestling yeah. with addictions. Yeah. And, and I'm like, you're getting into the mess with people and, um, it's, and it's, and it's, yeah, it's hard. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, I think I, I read a book. I'm, I can't, my book's right here. I believe it's by uh, Johnny Moore and it's called dirty God. And it's just about Mm -hmm. how God is in the mess with us. You know, Mm -hmm. he's in, I, I believe that's what it's called. If I mess that up, I'm sorry. Um, but it's just that idea that we, you know, well, you were just saying about Jesus camping. I love that. I just told, I was just talking with somebody about discipleship and I was saying, I mean, we get to read about Jesus in the New Testament, but we mm-hmm. only get to read like the slivers of time, like the rest of the time. Maybe let's just be generous. I'm just going to be like, go on a <laughs> limb here and say 90% yeah. of the time we don't get to read about with Christ. He's basically hanging out with 12 guys outside. Yeah. You know, it's, yep. it's amazing. So the creator of the universe, the creator of the universe, that's what you and I believe, Will. Yes. Spent three and a half years basically just hanging out with a bunch of dudes. And, and you kind of said it right. Like once, and once they started following him, they were in the game. Like they, yeah. they didn't go through like a, a training process. And, and, and like you said, hey, go to seminary that, you know, Preston and Bible college is yeah. awesome. But maybe that doesn't have to do with discipleship when you come into relationship with Christ, you, you follow him and then you mm-hmm. start, you start meeting and, 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 uh, growing with other, uh, Christians and you, and you do this life. And I think you said it really great too. It's, you're not at DCF, like broadcasting Will and Jennifer's plan and agenda. And here's our sermons. Uh, although you do a lot of amazing things, but you said, you know, you're, you're also sharing, which I think mm-hmm. is a big part of discipleship, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I, I love that. I, I just think, the discipleship model is not that sexy, but it's, it's <laughs> yeah. the thing. It's the mm-hmm. thing, 
you know, it's the thing, bro. Yeah. And, uh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think, you know, we need, we need, uh, teachers, we need, we need pastors. We need yeah. people who with all their giftings, uh, to shine. And, you know, I, I don't have necessarily the, a, a, this amazing teaching ministry. Uh, and so I think I'm in the right place with my giftings is to be with people, uh, but I think all of us should do discipleship at, at some yeah, level. Right. I just get to spend my, you know, great. Sure, I'm administrating a ministry and helping oversee a staff team and making sure we're all doing what you know, God's called us to do, encouraging right. us in that. Um, but we, there's, there's such a place for everybody in the body of Christ, and we can all for do sure. a little. It's it's true, but I'm I'm pretty sure that every single one of those people is called to make disciples, which I think is so important. So mm-hmm. like, like for me as a worship leader for a lot of years, I could do that, you know, and just, and people love worship, you know, and I love to worship, but it's the step after that is to gather some people around you that doesn't have anything necessarily to do with my gifts and sit down and, and do life and, and talk about where we're at with Christ. And it's so huge. And I'm just so encouraged that mm-hmm. that, I was so encouraged when you said, DCF is pretty simple. It's just about discipleship. Like, <laughs> I love that because... Yeah. I don't know if you can get the Preston type stories if that wasn't the case. And mm-hmm. who knows if you would even be there for this long if it wasn't about discipleship, oh, you know. It's so true, man. And 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 like you said, uh we need to see it modeled. You know, we're doing our best we have a model in, in what Jesus shows us. Right. But but the fact that I had that gentleman Henry I mentioned mm-hmm. who was my mentor in, in college and so many other people and you know, we've, yeah, I could name all the names that you and I both know that have, they poured into my life. Yeah. Um, and so we be able to do that for other people. And I, I think of them and what the sacrifices, the energy they made for me. And that encourages me to keep going for others. I love and, that. Uh, yeah. There's, and it just, it takes, it takes a village, like they say, right. Yeah. There's, there's so many people I just would love just to thank for uh, all that they've done for yeah. us to be here to serve students at Davis. I feel the same way about my life too. You know, I'm just um, so thankful. And you, and you have a wonderful team there. Um, they're so uh, fun. That's what I noticed about DCF when I was there. Everybody was having fun. And uh, I love having fun. So everybody was good, good to laugh. And uh, what a great environment. You know, just for those listening, just the night that I was there, there was probably maybe maybe 40 to 50 people spread out, like on that grass area. And... Um, Everybody was just in it, and it was just such a great time, and it was freezing cold, but people <laughs> were worshiping and uh, just wanted to be there, you know, and uh, I, I wanted uh, just a couple more things before, before we get out of here. I, I think it's a, uh, I wanted to ask this question because I used to be a youth pastor, and as the clock of youth group would wind down for families, especially like parents, they would just be so afraid to send, you know, it's the fear when your kid comes home is like, I want to go to UC Davis. <laughs> yeah, they're like, no, no, no. Like, and you know, we having you looked at the Christian schools. So, how can you encourage maybe some parents who have either college students or future college students, and they're thinking about going to a secular university, and they're believers, and parents are worried. You know, how can they invest before they go and how can they encourage and and maybe even for college students who's, you know, uh, you know that stereotype of colleges that's where young people lose their faith. 
you know, mm-hmm. and, and I don't think that that's true for everyone, of course, but speak to that a little bit. What can a young person do? How can a parent encourage? And then, you know, obviously just send them to UC Davis, DCF, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, obviously I'm a little biased, right? Yeah, I'm right. like, that's where college is where students can find their faith. Right. Yeah. But I'm aware. Speak to I, that. That's great. Yeah. No, it's, it is a time where you, it's, you're going to thrive, right? If, yeah. if you if, if really take ownership of your faith, uh, it's, and, and for, for me, when I think about it, like looking at our world where we're at, right. it's like, yeah, there's so much value again for Christian education. I, I, my kids are going to Christian school right now. And, and, uh, and, you know, I totally want them to go to secular university. Uh, if the Lord calls them there, I really felt a call in my walk with Christ bringing mm-hmm. me to Davis. Right. Um, yeah. So, but looking at our culture right now, like it's tough either way. Right. It's you're going to, we got to figure out our walk with Jesus and what we believe about the Bible mm-hmm. and, uh, and college can be a great time, you know, with support parents that are take intentional energy to listen to their kids, to help them process, to be patient, um, with, you know, they might swing on the pendulum a little bit there. Then that might happen wherever they go to school. Right. Um, but just the trust in, in the promises of God's word and what, you know, parents have invested in their children. I'm, I'm praying that for my kids. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I, I do my best to be vulnerable with my children too, like to share, like, yeah, even, even as a missionary, there are things that I still wrestle with God about, you know, I'm like, okay, what is, what is yeah. this in your word, Lord? Totally. And, but like, I trust in the character of God and his goodness. And I believe he's trustworthy. Mm. And, 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 and my, my life has an amazing track record of his faithfulness. So anyway, so we can model that with our own walk with Christ, yeah. with our children um, and let them in. Uh, and then when they hit their, their rough points that they can go, Oh, I remember my mom or dad mentioned this. And, um, but, but the fact that a, a, a university campus that has, a, has a, a solid campus ministry, they can have, uh, you know, a real, like a, a Christian college experience, a Bible college experience. I, I would say many of our students, uh, involved in the DCF and Chi Alpha would attest to that. Yeah. Uh, they've had Christian community that they have had people that would sharpen them. They've had you know, missionaries and mentors, um, that are there and, um, we can, we can, we can do this. And yeah. That's, that's, the campus that's, needs it. <laughs> that's great. And I think that's such a good perspective. And I wouldn't have thought of that, but you know, um, college could be a place where you're a young person really finds their faith where it becomes theirs, you know, and, yeah. uh, you know, they're not underneath mommy and daddy's house anymore. And, and, and are they going to pray? Are they going to read their Bible? Maybe are they going to find a community that's all on them? And so to just to encourage that, but I think even what you said, well, is important. Say it out loud. Hey, you know what, son or daughter, this is going to be a place where you really find your faith in a new way. It's going to, it's going to be wild. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be some hard stuff too, but you know, God's going to be with you and it's going to be an adventure. I, I love that. And yeah, man, I'm all about speaking life, you know, it's like, let's just declare that over our, over our kids. And, Dude, absolutely. I love yeah, that. Man. So, Especially too, when we hear everything else, you know, say, I don't know. I, I think that's actually not true. I think this is going to be the place where it blows up and it doesn't surprise me at all that your community at DCF would say it's the Christian college experience. You know why? Discipleship. You guys are doing it. Hey, Hey, and, uh, Hey, I love that. <laughs> Well, last, yeah. last question before I ask, um, 
how people can stay connected with you. Mm. You know, the thing about Next Explorers that I wanted to do was just ask people who I felt like are out there doing whatever it is they feel like God's called them to do on the front lines, like what they see on the horizon, like what's coming next. So if you could, um, you know, I'm putting you on the spot there, but what do you see coming next for your for you and your ministry, your wife and you, but not just that, but what are you believing God for, you know, mm-hmm. for five years, 10 years, what do you see coming, whether it be in college, college students, college campus or DCF, what do you believe him for? Yeah, man, that's wonderful. Um, I, I, I've really enjoyed what I've seen, you know, with God raising up people that Davis has become a sending place that we've had students uh, graduate and go to the marketplace really anchored in their faith. Um, and we've had students go to the mission field, which I'm super excited about. They, everywhere's a mission field, that first of all, right. but to go and give a career in missions or a short-term career. Uh, and uh, I'd love to see that keep happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a, a reset and a restructuring. You're generous in your estimate of how many people were out that night. Maybe with the Zoom call, we were about that. But definitely, I see a rebuilding season for us. Like okay. we, we came through uh, a real peak like in our ministry with like our attendance again it's not numbers it's discipleship sure but we had but we we are we are church planting every every year you know we are sending out our graduates our top leaders just like in youth ministry right yeah and so we're raising people up so uh and not having a traditional you know spring and now it's not traditional fall and winter uh (laughs) some of the things that we would normally see happen because of the nature of our relational and and time spent side by side that we're doing things through zoom where we have some you know yeah, uh, this is different though for sure. it is different so I, I for the next short term years i see rebuilding and god's already stirring up some of our students i'm talking to them they're they're telling me that they want to uh, do our our internship or campus uh missionary and training awesome uh so after they graduate so i'm like Thank you, Lord. You're already speaking to hearts because it takes more laborers, right? Yeah, yeah, to yeah. make more disciples. Yeah. You know, there's only so many hours in a day that I can meet with students and yeah. and uh and I get tired too. It's like, okay, we're having the same conversation over and over sometimes, you know. It's like mm-hmm. okay. anyway, won't go there. Sure. Uh, but I but you know, God's faithful and with me and all the same conversations he's having with me. That's true. But, uh so yeah, where we're going though, like five years, that's such a big question. And and I'll be very frank with you. My vision, I, I get excited about things like the building, the properties, but I, I, you know, I'm not the blueprint guy. You know, I'm not like, okay, here's the blueprint where we're going. Yeah. Um, and I've had always had a great team around me to help build that together. Uh, but I think more of the same about discipleship, you know, that, that we need to, we need to even go deeper into that, even though it is our main focus. There's times we, put way more energy into our worship service and, and what type of special events we're doing. We do, we're, we're, we do that as well. Yeah. Um, but to, to really go deeper in, in our core value of discipleship, um, I'd love to see DCF continue to be that sending place. And, you know, we're going to get these properties paid off. That's going to be amazing. And that we'll be able to even help missionaries, even with uh, uh, the, there's going to be income that will come in with renting our place out. So yeah, for sure. there's so many cool things coming down the road uh, for DCF. 
and Chi Alpha as a whole has just been growing. We we're believing for a great awakening. That's that's yeah. what we keep saying across the country. Yeah. And but and like every great awakening, it's begun with young adults. Uh and so we're we're believing that. And that everything that feels like a setback, and you've heard it said, it's just a setup. God's doing something bigger that we can see. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, yeah. we I think I heard John Maxwell say in regards to just the what you're saying about rebuilding is where this boat took off from is not going to be where it lands. You know, we're going to be someplace else. And uh, it's, that's a, that's a need for revitalization and a new mm-hmm. vision. But at the same time too, it's going to be, um, I think a, a new hunger for relationships and discipleship in a new way. I, I really think so just because of what we've went through these last year and, and more so just the lack of, of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Christian faith is, is the perfect response um, to that need of discipleship and um, yeah. come, come as you are and and grow together. So um, to me, I'm, I, I don't know if I'm a blue, blueprint guy either, but DCF def, definitely has the recipe uh, to continue to, to move forward, which I think is just awesome. I, and um, my wife and I, we, we were just so impressed, you know, and uh, so motivated really and inspired by what you and your wife and your whole team is doing. So, uh, you know, on behalf thank of all kinds of people, I'm sure just thank you so much for, mm. for continuing to <clears throat> set the pace, you know, and then not give up, man. I'm sure you felt like giving up a couple of times <laughs> this last year. It's hard. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. It's been, there's been challenges, but, but thank you. It's encouraging even just to recount even a second time now, <laughs> some yeah, of the yeah. stories that God's done his faithfulness it's, and, and, you know, getting to know you better, Jordan, and I'm excited for what you're going to be doing in France. Yeah. In discipleship and the university setting as well. I'm just thrilled. For sure. I'll be calling you. I'll be calling yeah. you every day right about one in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, la- uh, lastly, if somebody wants to get involved with what you're doing, they want to reach out, they want to support you, can you just fire off the ways to stay connected? Okay, sure. So our website is dcfdavis.org. So that's DCF for Davis Christian Fellowship, Davis, it's redundant, dcfdavis.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can find links to, you know, more about the ministry. Uh, if, again, if you're interested in supporting the, the house project, we, uh, just to drop some numbers, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, Camp Davis is, is like Bay Area real estate. The building was uh, $920,000. And wow. uh, in five, almost going on five years, we've seen just the generosity of folks. And we have, uh, about 375,000 left to raise. So we've made significant headway wow. and uh, we're believing for that to be paid off. And maybe even this 30th year, we'll, we already got a matching grant uh, for 2021 with a $50,000 matching grant. So cool. yeah, so if you want to be a part of that, you can do that. If you want to support a missionary, all of our links are there to dcfdavis.org. Cool. Uh, and we do Instagram. We do all that fun stuff, obviously with students. So, and that's just, uh, dcf davis you can find us on instagram uh facebook is uh, over there too so <laughs> or me too personally will clear k-l-i-e-r there you go yeah all right well i'll put that all in the notes too if you're listening and you should go check them out and then, then hit them up too because when things open up will took me to a really good sushi spot and, uh, <laughs> that was some good stuff and there uh, you go uh will and of course your wife jennifer thanks so much for what you're doing and thank you so much for being on explorers love it and uh look forward to being with you soon lead some worship it'll be great yes sir have fun thank you jordan appreciate your time man
Well, so good and uh, so good to be with you, the listener, and also so good to just spend that time with Will Clear. Uh, I really want you to go check out his stuff. Go to the notes of the podcast. He's a great guy and he's doing great things. Um, discipleship, it's the thing. It's going to be the thing that sustains us. It's the thing that Jesus said we got to do. And it's the thing that's going to usher in a new future of revival and restoration and uh, the next move of the Lord. I really believe that. Uh, thanks so much again for listening. This music is by Andrew Arcadi, and the show is hosted by me, Jordan Abina. And thanks so much for being an explorer. We'll see you next week. God bless. <laughs>